Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. I don't know what time of day it is that you're listening to this, but welcome to another Restoration Church Life podcast. This episode is brought to you by Jesus Christ, the one who is the exact imprint of the nature of God, the one that if you look into his face, you see who God is. Uh, He has brought this episode to you, so hope that you'll enjoy it. Uh, The point of this podcast The existence of uh, Restoration Church Life podcast is to inform and inspire you, the community of Restoration Church, uh, in the work of making disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ. And so today we're going to kind of hopefully inform you and inspire you to think about the favorite thing of our church. And no, 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 Henry, it's not what you think it is. Our favorite thing that we love about this church is not, you know, I don't know. I was trying to come up with something on the fly. I don't have anything. This building or something else. Um, Your beautiful face, Henry. But the favorite thing of our church is Jesus. So this podcast, we're going to take the time to talk about Jesus. The Jesus we've been studying in Hebrews chapter 1. And I have some friends with me uh, today. You've already heard. I've referenced one of them. And that is Henry Sprouse of the greatest state in the union, which is... Tennessee. That's right. I sometimes say to my wife, you know, are you from Tennessee? And she'll say no. And I say, well, it looks like you are because you're the only 10 I see. (laughs) 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 Woo! That's how, yes, so inspired. You didn't know that you were going to get inspired about that. Anyway, so Henry Sprouse from Tennessee, who is now a, what year at American? Junior at American and uh... junior at American University. The American University. But I'm not alone. It's not just me and Henry sitting in the room. You may have heard some other voices I have in front of me. Who? Jordan Smith. Jordan Smith. Jordan Smith is from? I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. What's Richmond known for other than being the capital of the Confederacy? Is there any other good thing that they might be known for? Do they make something? If I go to Richmond, what would I do in Richmond? What's you f- know, my favorite thing is the clock tower. You see it on 95 going in. And so oh, yes. You, the road almost hits it. Yeah. It's like an old train station, too. So that's my favorite thing and probably the one thing I tell people the most about. But other than that, I don't know what it's okay. known for. All right. Thank you, Jordan from Richmond. And we now have, who's the next one? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, Caitlin Haggard from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. A little town in Pennsylvania. What little town is it? Uh, Bally, Pennsylvania. Bally. B-A-L-L-Y, as in the fitness center. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> is that where they started in Valley? No. Oh, okay. All right. Not at all. Caitlin is a graduate I of am the American about University, it, Henry. A year. Right there. Just take a look at Catherine. Kate, Caitlin. <laughs> One day you'll be like her, Lord willing. If you keep going, don't give up. You got it. You're and then we have another student from American University, and that is Angie Rivera. Angie Rivera, recently baptized at recently Restoration baptized. Church. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yeah. From Delaware. From Delaware. The first state. I was going to say, that was the only thing I know about Delaware. (laughs) That and our president is from Delaware. That's the only two things I know. Okay, great. So we have Angie, we have Caitlin, we have Jordan, we have Henry here to talk about Jesus. And so, guys, we've been learning um, about this beautiful passage. I'm going to go ahead and read it because my hope is, is that our church is memorizing it. And I figure the more we read this, the more, even if you don't intend to memorize it, you'll memorize it. And it says... Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, 
and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down. It's going to be so much fun to preach. At the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Now, we're going to go on in the sermon series, but let's just stop there. So, Jordan, tell us, how has this... We, I mentioned in the sermon recently, would the real Jesus please stand up? Right? It's kind of confusing out in our world, isn't it? To know kind of which one is the real Jesus. And I said, this is the real one right here in Hebrews 1. So as you think about all these sermons and all our meditation on these passages, how has this sermon series working, just staring at Jesus, how has it affected you? I think for me, the one thing that's like the most notable is just the clear language that the Lord has used in writing all of the Bible, but especially these four verses. We see he is the radiance of the glory of God. He is the exact imprint of God's nature. God is using such specific language to describe who his son is and in turn who he is through that. Um, and so thinking about like who is the real Jesus and getting to see just these words and how precise um, the Lord was in explaining that is so helpful to me. Yeah, it, it's interesting those, some of those is words in the Greek, it's the being, it's just the state of who he is. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a good point. I think. Uh... The world is confused about Jesus a lot because they try to describe him uh, using traits from the world. Um, there might be people, a lot of people at American might say, Christians should love because God is love, right? You say this, but their perception of love is a worldly perception where uh, however it may be, Jesus is church tradition and then tradition is just man, right? So. Uh, it's really helpful in, in Hebrews because the words that it uses to describe Jesus is the exact imprint of God, right? And God is not of this world. God is before this world and exists yep. above it's transcendent. and transcendent. Yeah. And so um, if someone were to ask you, you know, who Jesus is, I would go deeper than Jesus is a legend or Jesus is good or, you know, love, although he is, but he's certainly more worthy of just being called love because he's the exact imprint of the nature of God. Yeah, so we, we've, we've gotten some definition uh, as we've meditated on these things. Angie, what about you? I think another thing that stood out to me is, uh, going off what Henry said, just that while Jesus is all of these things, it's like he's not not one of them when he's doing something else so if he's like creating he's still holy like it's just they're not exclusive like they all he is he, he embodies is all this. those things all the time yes exactly and i've been in galatians and it's just crazy to see um you've really pointed out is and like he's from god like all of these things and just like to go along with the language, it really um, just stands out in all the Bible to me now. That's good. That's good. Caitlin, what about you? So this whole sermon series, I think just anytime you look so deeply into who Jesus is, is so important and vital to like understanding your faith and living it out truly uh, and not putting God in a box like mm. with like all the other like Jesus is the world claims there are. There is just one. Yes. Um, And so, especially in this sermon, it's like the exact imprint, not an imprint, not a little bit of Mm -hmm. an imprint, like Mm -hmm. the exact imprint of his nature. So, and like with the application of like you, to see God, you must see Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
and you need to see yeah. Jesus, not like whatever we make Jesus to be. That's right. That's uh, right. And so I think it just like really pulled me back to like this is why it's so important to be in the Word yes. so frequently. Yep. Because if you're you're being influenced by something. Yep. All the time. All the time. Yep. And so you need to be influenced. Like if you truly want to follow Jesus Christ, you need to truly mm-hmm. know Him. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is like through His Word and. Yeah. through all the other things that come with that. But it's through his word that you can truly know. Yeah, which gets back to the point that the author makes right to the very beginning, right? God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he's spoken to us by the Son. Mm-hmm. So we can read about the Son. We can read the Son's words in the word. And so there's where we can go, Henry, kind of what you were talking about, to get who the real Jesus actually is and not this one we might sort of gravitate towards, this one or that one. And so, Caitlin, you're reminding us of the need to kind of stay in the Word so as to keep as clear as we can the real Jesus. Will the real Jesus please stand up? And that's a wonderful thought, Angie, to consider. I didn't even say that. That's all you've come up with on your own, how he's all of these things all of the time. Yeah, gosh, it's just sometimes it's so frustrating to preach these sermons, you know, because it's, ah, yeah, you don't feel like you do them justice. No, but that's the beauty of community, though, right? We that's get to right. hear everybody's opinions. Which is what we're doing on this podcast. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what we're doing sitting right here. I would have never thought of what Angie that's said right. either. But yeah. by God's grace, we get to sit here and talk about his word freely and openly and get to learn more about who he is. The community of faith. Okay, so let's think a, bit, a little bit. We've thought just briefly how Jesus is these things, right? Uh, so let's think about some of their application and what that says about Jesus. So not only is he these things that we've referenced, but he is willing to share these things with a bunch of sinners that do not love him well. Um, So speak to me. So Caitlin, you've already kind of gotten us going in thinking about how God speaks to us now through his word. So maybe let's uh, think a little bit. Jordan, help us think a little bit about how Jesus is the heir of all things, meaning he's the Lord of all things. And crazy wonder of wonders. Let me read that passage again. In Ephesians chapter 1, he owns all things. And then listen to this. In him, in Christ, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And so going back even earlier, verses 5, he predestined us for adoption through his, as, uh, to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. And so we've been predestined in him. And the amazing thing is, is he shares his inheritance with us the one he inherits all things because he owns all things and he shares his inheritance with you jordan yeah that's crazy to me (laughs) it literally blows my mind every day yeah can you think of anything that like what's something that you would love to inherit it could be fun or really profound anything at all you like i want to inherit a perfected banana not a perfected banana but um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. I mean, right? bananas that, are great already. Anyway, that would be sorry. Interesting. I don't know. That's a great question. I feel like maybe like the perfect piece of land. Yeah. Like to yes. just be able to walk out and see yeah. nature at your front door would be yeah. something amazing to own. So he made the world. The world is made for him. He inherits it. You're part of his inheritance. And whatever that piece of land is, Jordan, it's yours. Yeah. And it's only because of the grace of God in Christ Jesus to share it with you. Isn't that amazing? It is. Yeah. It truly is. Okay. So uh, anybody else have anything that you would like to inherit that's part of Jesus' inheritance? He inher- He made all things, and so he owns all things. Is he inherit of all things? Henry does. Henry's got something. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Wow. I hate sin so much. Amen. <laughs> and Paul talks a lot about this, but I just think a lot about like what it would be like to be glorified with Christ, mm. being sinless in heaven, like, yep. man, not even facing temptation. Even on this earth, like, man, even, you know, when we, you know, fight temptation and conquer it in the moment, it could even feel prideful, uh, you know, us being the one that, yeah. that conquered it. But I don't know. I think just a world without sin, but moreover, my heart without sin. Like, mm. that would just be crazy. You can't even think about it because yeah. our whole lives we've had, we've had sin in, in our lives. And, and even in Christ, you know, we still turn back to our old ways. And, you know, I hate that so much, but yeah. I don't know. That's a big one. You know what's interesting about that? The, in the, um, when I was studying for that sermon, the, the place that the authors would frequently turn to when they would talk about inheritance, our, our, how he shares with us what is his, was often what you just said. It was often this nature, like we get to inherit this sort of righteousness, this world of righteousness, a character of righteousness. Uh, we're right to think about, as I made Jordan think about just a minute ago, the things, but, uh, but the authors are frequently turning to this state of righteousness that we get to inherit. Can you imagine a character that is just like Jesus? Whew, not struggling with sin? Praise the Lord. And most of all, we get to inherit Christ himself. Okay, let's move to the next one in terms of application. Angie, I'm coming to you. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we said, cause, and the reason why I'm asking you is because you're the babiest of the Christians in the room right now. <laughs> uh, so you have not yet been a Christian a year. Or has it been a little over a year? Yeah, with COVID, it's, uh, I guess, it's been pushed back. <laughs> God help us. One year is like 10 years in COVID years. Yeah, yeah. a year and a half. A little year over and a half. year and a half. Okay, yeah. year and a half. A year and uh, 18 months. Right. So when you think about the fact that Jesus, the one through whom created the world, I made the case, I turned to Revelation that he's making all things new. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he's doing with you. Mm. So do you have a sense in which... You know, that you feel as though he's remaking you into his image. He made you, you sinned against him, kind of deformation, and he's remaking you. Any thoughts about that that come to your mind? What comes to your mind when you hear that? That God's making you new? Yeah, I think what comes to mind is uh, you talked about in that sermon of being the heir of all things, uh, just how we can enjoy the fruit of your inheritance mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. You know, everything, everything is all sinking sand outside of it. And I really do see that now. Mm. I think God is just changing my heart yeah. and just helping me, like, be more compassionate towards others. Mm. Just, like, my desire, even just to go to church has grown. Not because it's, like, restrictive. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to go to church. Like, yeah. no, I get to go to church. Yeah, that's great. Um, driving back this morning uh, from Delaware, like, I was just like, I'm you so... You drove back this morning yeah, to get back morning, in time for church? Yeah, but <sighs> just because I That was love, not set up. That was just beautiful no, illustration. I just, like, That's a good illustration of him making you new. He's giving you a taste and appetite exactly. for him. Exactly, like, for growing up, it was just like, oh, I'm going to go to church and, you know, fulfill what my mom is telling me to do. Yeah. It's a routine, but now it's like, wow, I get to praise God with other people and worship Him and just always be blessed by the sermons and then after, like, just stay with community and have, like, these mm -hmm. conversations yeah. and just hear how everyone's doing. It's it's really great. So that's a great illustration, Henry, of what you talked about, this notion of kind of this righteousness that we will get perfected then. 
but uh, we will get to have perfectly. God's doing that now. Angie's already, it's already evident. He's giving you appetites. He's giving you tastes mm -hmm. for things that he loves. And yep. that's already illustrated in you in just the 18 months you've been following him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Amen. Lord. Caitlin, I'm coming to you now. All right. So tell me, we're, let's move now to the radiance of the oh, glory of God. I'm ready. Here we are. You're ready. She's I really ready. I have it ready. Okay, good. So I talked, we, we, we considered about the fact that Jesus is the light, right? The, mm -hmm. the, the beauty of the brilliance of God. He shines forth. And we meditated, if you remember, 2 Corinthians 4, mm -hmm. right? How uh, the light has given, been given to us to see the glory of Christ because mm -hmm. he is the radiance. So we can see God. So thoughts about that. He's given you light, Caitlin. Man, yeah. I remember when I like first like knew the weight of my sin and would say like became yeah. a Christian, which is... Now that I think about it, 10 years ago, mm. roughly, wow. which is insane. Yes. I was in middle school. Praise the Lord. A lot of time. You yes. Know? Uh, and even like looking <laughs> between like kind of what you're saying and she just like differences in my nature are because of. Mm. He gave you light. Yeah, he gave me light. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that I can see sin mm. where I couldn't before yeah. and see growth is just such a blessing. And yeah. the fact that like the Lord lets us into that. Um, and mm. one of the applications from that sermon was uh, Ephesians 5, uh, 9, I think 9 through 10. Yep. Of, yep. Uh, For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Mm. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Uh, yes. And it goes on, which is, it's very good yeah. what goes on. But the fact that I can discern now more than I ever could before. And instead of being nervous that like, I was going to discern wrong. I mean, yeah, that's why we have community. That's why we that's have right. scripture. Help each other. Uh, yeah. Yep. And you can like bounce off each yep. other and like go back to scripture. Yeah. The fact that we have that light with us always is, yeah. I still think about it. Like even when I do mess up and like commit sin, the ability to repent and like grow in that yeah. is just, I'm so speechless. Like, yeah. He gave you that. Because he is that. Yes. He made you. And don't you love in that passage in Ephesians, the present tense active verb. Yep. You are light. Yep. He shared his light, his radiance. He shared it with you so that now you are light. So you have to, yet at the same time, we still live in darkness, right? It's so we still have to, Yes, we have to try to discern what is good, right, and true. Yeah. And so that's happening in your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, Jordan, I'm coming back to you. Okay. Uh, so... Um, we consider the fact that he is the radiance of the glory of God. And today we're doing this, we're doing this podcast after uh, the exact imprint of his nature. So this is really easy for you, Jordan. We just finished meditating on this. So when we think about the application of it, my call to us was to, if you want to know God, look to Jesus. He's the exact imprint of his nature. So what, how have you found that, I don't know, Kind of take that and run with it. You know, what has been helpful to look at Jesus so that you might know God? Run that however you want. Yeah. Um, I think that it's been so helpful to hear that and just like thinking about it this morning. Um, I think about like my grandma, who's probably the one believer in my family, and she is one of those people, and I very much before came to restoration was one of those people who said, oh, the Ultimate Testament God is the God of wrath. He's mm. angry. He's mean. And then you get the New Testament God and you see the light of who Jesus is. And to hear you say that looking at Jesus is looking at God mm. and having read through the Old Testament again this year, like to see how clear it is in the Old Testament that 
the God of the Old Testament is no different than who Christ is, and that he still is loving and kind and merciful, uh, that he still wants to share all of his inheritance with his children. Um, it was just the sin of the world and the rebellion of the Israelites that led to those bad things that were happening. It was not God being mean. He was not being mean because God cannot yeah. be mean. He's a good God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is what, if y'all go, going back to the previous sermon series a little while back, Exodus, Exodus 34, right? That's what he said. Yeah. He said, I, this is the God who is gracious, merciful and gracious, slow to anger. Abounding and, and abounding in steadfast love. love. Yes. Yeah. And so that's just been so helpful for me. Um, as I'm kind of reforming those old ideas yeah. of who God was to now yeah. see yeah. who he is in all of his glorious life. Yeah, yeah this is such a fun thought to think about that there is no God in heaven that is not like the Jesus on earth. They're not competing, right? That Old Testament God and the New Testament God, quote unquote, they are the same because they're, Jesus is picturing him perfectly. Exactly. I even got to share this this weekend with my grandma. She asked, like, when... Like things are so bad. Why? Like, when is God going to come back? Like, why is He letting these bad things happen? And I was like, Why well, don't necessarily know that it's God letting these bad things happen? Mm -hmm. Because God in and of Himself is not bad. He's mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. So these bad things are not of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is mm -hmm. just a result of the brokenness of our world. Yeah, yeah. It's our rebelling against Him. These are the yeah. effects, right? Yeah. You try to re you you uh, you rebel against the laws of gravity. What happens? You fall. <laughs> you fall, and it hurts. <laughs> Right? And so is the world we live in. And so go back to what Jordan said. Just want to read that again. John 14, Jesus said, uh, Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. That's out of his own lips. This is not just the author of Hebrews saying this. So you see Jesus, you see God. That's what he's like. Henry, any other thoughts on this before we kind of do some final thoughts? Yes. So I think about... Um I study through Exodus. Right now my kids are trying to get in the door, so hold on. Go, Henry. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we studied the law of the shadow of the things to come, of Christ filling it, or as Nathan likes to say, the cake mold. That's a throwback right there. I got one right there. you see it? Yes, the cake mold on the shelf. Yeah. So, But Jesus is not a shadow of the things to come. Jesus is the infant of God. so He's the substance. Right. It's easy to... It, Jesus is the cake, right? Amen. There's not a greater case. He's the, the best tasting cake. cake, man. Right. With the buttercream icing. Yeah, everything he's all of it. So sweet. And so we could look Jesus off as like, you know, the next step of the cake mold, yeah, you know, yeah. of, the, of the kingdom of heaven, you know. That's just a little foretaste, but it actually is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah. just such importance to see that it's not just like embodies just it. the next step, you know. Amen. 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 I think a warning with this too is like if we don't see Jesus as the exact imprint of the nature of God, we are missing God like mm. so much. And so yeah. it's like you need to make sure you like yeah. know the oh, real one. The real one. And yeah. all of it, like Old Testament, New Testament, like there is no separation. Amen. Like they are one in the same. Yes. And I think it's so easy, like, uh, like growing up, like I did here, like they're like people like s talked about God, like they were different in yeah. New Testament, Old Testament, and God isn't. Like Jesus was there the whole time. Like it's just. He never apologizes, no. Jesus does for the Old Testament. Yeah. 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 So the, the, uh, the, the call that I used this morning was to, to study Jesus but not like a scientist studies something, 
like a lover study. So I can tell you guys about my wife. She's from Georgia. She was born on this day, March the 18th. And I'm not going to tell you the year. I don't know if she would want me to know that. <laughs> I'll pass that out. Uh, but, you know, that's about her. But I could also tell you, like, but you don't know, Andy. Right? And so that's the way in which we need to see Jesus. So, all right, guys. So we're going to go around one more time through just briefly final thoughts, kind of final thoughts, takeaway. Um, what we're trying to do in this conversation is to just model for the rest of the church the hopefully the kinds of conversations that are happening as a result of our meditation on these passages. And in particular, as we move into the Christmas season, we're thinking about the incarnation, and it's, it's all in the cultural mindset at one level or another. And I even started the sermon off today by saying that like, you got to have an answer for Jesus. And so as we, as you think about your meditations on Jesus and the kinds of things you hope that our church is thinking about, what thoughts would you pass along to them about this Jesus amidst this Christmas season where we're celebrating his birth? Angie? Yeah, I think uh, what I would say to that is something that struck me today is um, looking to Jesus and you know, you said you become what you behold. Mm-hmm. So if we're beholding Jesus, we're like reflecting him in yes. his light, yep. um, his radiance. Um, and I think even in this season, it's easy for me to get stuck on like, okay, so how, like what gifts can I give to this person? Like, mm-hmm. how can I just be most validated by what mm-hmm. my family thinks of me? Or like mm-hmm. just things like this, uh, a lot of thoughts of, you know, almost like idolizing that like validation and seeking that. But no, it's like we have to seek Jesus and um, just contemplating on his word daily. I feel like really uh, centers me and grounds mm-hmm. me. Uh, are my thoughts, you know, about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that yeah. doesn't have to be like a chore, right? I mean, it, no. it's not a chore. Like think about your wife, Nathan, how awesome she is. All right. Like, no, I love to think about how great my wife is. And Jesus is, even as much as I love my wife, she's far greater than, than uh, Jesus is far greater than my wife is. So, yeah, yeah put your thoughts on him. And put your thoughts on him. And then yeah. I feel like it just helps you. You said today, Jesus changed the world. So, like, some everyone has, like, just at least a thought about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, to take advantage of uh, the holidays, mm-hmm. the conversations in the church. Yes. It shouldn't be hard. No. My uh, The first conversation I had with a lost guy years ago was a Muslim from Kuwait. Yeah. And uh, his first question to me when we had coffee together was, who is Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> and it was such an easy turn. I'm like, well, so the way that I did is like, well, it's kind of the silly thing that comes out now. And then I, I started talking to him about St. Nicholas from years ago that, that punched Arius in the face. Do you all know that story? True story. You have to go look it up. It's actually kind of legendary. We're not sure if it actually happened. But anyway, the point is... <laughs> Use the conversations these days to consider Jesus for yourself and to turn conversations to Jesus. Thank you, Angie, for that call. Caitlin, what about you? Final thoughts? Yeah, I know that the Christmas season, like you were saying, Angie, is like definitely filled with like time with family and friends and pondering. There's just a lot of like joy, I think, that come comes around this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like being with family and friends and just a lot of community. Uh, and I just, I'm using this passage as a call to keep, like, be spurred on by it and mm-hmm. to be encouraged because uh, I don't know about those who are listening, but uh, my family's not, aren't believers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it can be kind of discouraging to go yeah. home and, like, celebrate this joyous season yep. and know that they just, like, don't know the real joy of it. Yeah. Uh, so I can yeah. feel very alone. And so, like, in this, it's like, 
no, like Jesus is the exact imprint of his nature, of God's nature. Yeah. And that gives me so much comfort because mm-hmm. Jesus is our companion and our friend yeah, um, and our savior. And so yes. I can like rest in him and his companionship during this time and any time. Yep. Um, and so just letting it spur me on that I can discern, like we were saying before in Ephesians, like I can discern these things because of who Christ is in me. Amen. He's given you light to see He's him. He's given me light to see and him. To warm you even when you feel alone yes. with people that don't treasure him. Yes. Yeah, and hopefully they will come yeah. too. And if I am who like I behold, and I, that's Jesus, that yep. they'll see my family members, my friends who don't know him will see that joy. Something of the light of his glory, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what Jesus promises. They will see your good works and glorify. And not because of me. And that's so comforting that it's not what I do or how I speak, which those are important. But it's like the Lord is working in those things. So good. You're like the moon. You know the moon that doesn't have his own light, but he reflects light. Yeah. That's you. Praise the Lord. Jordan, final takeaways that you want to commend to our congregation. Yeah, I think like what Caitlin was just saying that... um, who I am and what I portray to other people is not at all by my doing. Mm. It is me inheriting all of these amazing qualities of who God is, his kindness, his compassion, um, his mercy, his grace, all of those things that I would say another might describe me as are not inherently my doing. Mm. They are the Lord's. And I think as I've started my new job and seeing that and seeing how helpful that is in caring for patients and their families, um, and then reflecting that like, this, Jordan, this isn't you. This is the Lord's kindness shown through you. And that I just hope that for those people, um, they see that. And yeah. if it just questions like, oh, why why is she so kind? Why is she not so nice? That then I could open, that opens a conversation to yeah. have um, with them about who the Lord is and just the goodness of who he is and yeah. the grace that he gives and yes. the joy. Reflecting that light. Love that. Good call to be the light of Christ at your jobs. You mentioned Caitlin, your family, and so be the light of Christ at your work. Yeah, and I think that's so hard because it's like, I don't want to walk in and say like, hello, my name is Jordan and I love Jesus. Yes, yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. And so there there are other ways that you get to show who the Lord is without directly saying it. And he's using you even if you do not have those words to say. And people are watching guys more than you know. I, I could ooh, I could tell some stories. I played in some really bad baseball. Well, they were good baseball teams, but the people were very bad. And at the end of the season, they would say to me, like, Nathan, I noticed something. And, you know, I didn't even realize it. I just thought they were, I was ridiculous, which they probably did think I was ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, but they're watching more than you know. Yeah. Henry? Uh, it's a good gateway into what I was going to say. I think about Hebrews 3.1. It says, therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest mm, of our confession. Is. Considering Jesus. So this That's is, a command, right? Yeah. yeah. It's to the elect, you know. Yeah. It's to those who believe. But I think part of the reason and part of the effects of considering Jesus is how we talk about Jesus, mm. specifically to the unbelievers. Mm. Um, and so... Yeah, if, if we're in Christ and yet the only things that we talk about the Christian life is like church or how great Winston sang or yeah, the preaching, it was yeah, just yeah. very faithful. These are right. all good things and yep. to, to love the church body like that. Yeah. But Christians should have a special fervor in their words for Christ. Amen. And if anything, those around you, especially in the Christmas season, you yeah. know, that are listening and watching, yeah. they hear anything, let them yeah. hear about Christ, you know. 
who is the exact imprint of the nature of God. That's a great word. Yeah, that's a great word. Yeah, so, yeah. Thank you, Henry, for that. Yeah, it's so easy to, to, to get lost, to miss the mark, as it were, of what we're trying to do. You know, yeah, the whole point is, is to point to Jesus, to look to Jesus, to talk about Jesus, to enjoy Jesus, because that's what we're going to do for eternity, and it is going to be awesome. You will not regret it for a moment, and we can enjoy him now. So, to Henry's call, that's a great one, Hebrews 3, consider Jesus. Well, I hope this has been a helpful podcast for you, Community of Restoration Church. I hope the whole point of doing this was to hopefully encourage you to have these kinds of conversations. Uh, to just ask people, how are these passages, not Nathan's words as such, more so, what are, what are, how are these passages and these pictures of Christ affecting you? What are they doing to you? What are they doing to us? And how are they changing us? And so I hope that's been an encouragement to you. And so as we wrap up this podcast, I want to make a call for the next podcast, if I can do that. It is oftentimes in Restoration Church Life Podcast 1.0, it was always the most popular one. So I'm hopeful that maybe Restoration Church Life Podcast 2.0, it will continue to be popular. And that is the, drum roll please, thank you, the Restoration Church Life Podcast on favorite books of the year. What favorite books of the year did you read? And so this podcast is a call, all you who have read good books in 2021 that would like to commend those books. It doesn't have to be Christian. We're gonna, we are going to talk about some Christian books, but non-Christian books too. If that's you, you would like to jump on a podcast with me to talk about books that you read this year. It has to be this year, 2021, that you want to come into the church. You let me know. Send me an email. Text me. If it's too many, I'm going to have to turn you away. But, you know, we'll get up to, I don't know how many. Maybe we'll get a bunch of pokes. I don't know. But if you want to talk about good books to come into the church, hit me up. That's coming up next time. That'll be two weeks from today. Because make sure and hit subscribe. Every other Tuesday is when the Restoration Church Life podcast is sent out. We hope, we are hopeful, I am hopeful, that this is informing you and inspiring you about the work of making disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ in Washington, D.C. and beyond. I love you. I thank God for you. Now go and enjoy these kinds of conversations with your neighbors and the nations. Peace out. Say bye, everybody. Bye.